All right, hello and welcome back to Running the Gauntlet. I'm your host, as always, Chris Laws. With yeah, I know, right? It's been a while. Um, with my as always, my partner in crime, Chris Kennedy, and friend of the show and special guest, Patrick Persiani. Say hi, I am guys. special. <laughs> Very special. Very special. Like reminds me of Special Ed off Crank Anchors. I'm smarter than that. <laughs> like, I, I tell a little a, bit. I want to tell a, a story, but since you know we haven't been around for a while, I'm thinking we may get the Dodge the explicit tag. What do you think? No. no. So, should I tell it later? Yes. It involves Patrick saying something that only Patrick would say in public. Yes, you should like, still say it. I feel like we're that comic book show to call it A&E with Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? So, a lot's happened. Um, a lot's happened since the last time we talked yeah, to you guys. The last time we were on the air, I was talking about my illusions matchup. <laughs> yes. By the way, it was very good. <laughs> Because um, when you burn them, they go away. Because, <laughs> of course, Chris Kennedy doesn't know how to play anything that doesn't have mountains in it. I'm actually playing Esper tonight. It's not, I mean, the deck's not solid. You might not be playing Esper, because I'm trying to borrow some stuff from Fields since McNeil's not showing up, so. Nah, I'm playing Esper. No. I'm getting lined. No, don't be a, don't be a dick. Because I don't have anything to play. Hey, Patrick's already playing my red deck. I need something. Well, like, I don't have anything to play. Like, if I can't borrow the stuff I need from my deck, I don't. I can't play FNM. We'll figure it out. And if I do, like, my list is sitting over there on the other table. It's like Jace's, Atamio, Chapels, Glacial I thought Bat was good. Why are you changing to Esper? Yeah. Because I just think Esper's better. I just think Esper's better against the format right now because we don't have good Gruel or Boros spells yet, and not being able to far seek for green-red sources is really awkward. So sometimes you just have, sometimes you just have to hope you get there, and, like, I really don't want to play a second Mountain. Uh, to Farseek for because a lot of the time when I only have one mountain in play and they resolve Tamiya, they just tap my mountain and I'm like, fuck, what do I do now? So, like I said, the next set, you I can mean, probably play is... American Control because they want to have good red and white spells, hopefully. They better. For Boros, and also you're going to have Orzhov, black, white. So, Well, I mean, the, the point is, is like, yeah, black, the, white. I said it. <laughs> well, like I said, I think the deck's, I think the deck is fine. It's just not strong enough against the blue white decks right now is the only problem. I need to I need to borrow as much of that as possible. I can't give you the Jaces and I can't get you the Sever of the Bloodline. As much of that list as you could possibly spare for me to borrow tonight, I need. And then how are you gonna get the rest? No, I was but I was organize I organized a trade with McNeil that I was supposed to make tonight, but he didn't show up. Or he, I'm saying, but how are you gonna get the rest? Like are you gonna be able to play? Yeah, I'm gonna play. Like I'll I'm trying to put as much of the deck together as possible, and then I'll just, like, hobo some stuff together if I have to. <laughs> um, Alright, cut. Alright, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. We're not editing this, right? <laughs> At all? At all. I guess um, that's the fun part of FNM, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but anywho. So. Where do we start? <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Running the Gauntlet. My name is Chris Laws. <laughs> With me as always. You're such an asshole. I really such am. A dick. Oh, by the way, I just want to put this out there. That way when they listen to this, when it actually gets posted, Mr. Jack LaCroix and um, Chewy Slate, I'm very upset that I am not going to be able to see you guys in Charleston because... Yes. I would like to win a lot of packs from you guys because, quite frankly, the only person I know that dirtles more than I do is Chewy. So, yeah. uh, I was talking to Chewy on Twitter. He's like, "You guys should come to Charleston because we're getting the VIP treatment and whatnot." And I'm like, "Well, we'll try to work something out for Charlotte." Well, like I said, that's the only guy I know that dirtles more than I do. 
And here I am trying to play islands again. This is not going to be good. It's not going to be good. <laughs> Especially since I'm going to be playing a very, very yeah. scant list. Yeah, but if you guys, you know, can make it to Charlotte, we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely figure something out. We're in the Gauntlet crew, the Manipool guys, Jack LaCroix. Well, actually, it's it's really more of the Monday Night Magic crew now. Well, no, no, so. <laughs> no, Chewie said that some of the guys from the Manipool were going to be there as well. I mean, I'm sure they're going to be there, but, like... Now that now that Chewie's on Monday Night Magic, it's kind of like that's that's what his thing is now. One of the Gauntlet guys, the Manipool guys, and Jack Lacroix. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he wears that purple blazer again. That was, oh, that by was way, sick. But the the last time uh, it wasn't the last open in Charlotte, but the one before that. The Invitational or the uh, one before the no the one the one with the Invitational. Okay, I got to meet. Um, it, it was really funny because I was hanging out with uh, hanging out with Chewie a lot that night. <laughs> And we met uh, Big Head Joe outside the convention center, yeah. and I didn't even know who he was. Like I kind of recognized his voice, but I couldn't place it. And I didn't recognize who it was until Chewie looks at him and goes, "You know what, dude? You do have a ginormous head." <laughs> I was like, "Hilarious." <laughs> I was gone at that point. You were, yeah. You were. Like, gone. I could have stayed and played for top sixty-four. Actually, I think there was a chance. No, no, I could have played for top thirty-two. If I went win-win, I would have been top. 32. If I would have went win loss, possibly win draw, or lost win draw, I would have been it's top eight, top eight yeah, or nothing. Exactly. So when I picked up my third loss, Eric Collins was like, "Yo, let's go to Outback." <laughs> oh yeah, because he eats there for free. <laughs> we, it was me, Patrick, Eric Collins, and Josh Serrano. We all sat oh, around. Oh god, there's no way you ate enough. We, you got enough for all four of you. We all three. we all sat around <laughs> building the a black red yeah. control deck. At Outback, <laughs> we had what two blooming onions, and we all had an entree, steak, and, salad, and, and Eric Collins gave the guy an uh, Outback card. Yeah, and we walked out the door. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, honestly, like I don't know. I think probably the only time I've ever done something like that was I was with uh, I was with Slow Slow Mike Ward. And I forget who else who else we were with that night, but we went right up the street. Mulligan, to, Patrick Mulligan, the thunder wrath is in your hand for the love of God, Mulligan. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking keep with the one of thunderous wrath. Are you kidding me? I got a snipe for And seven. here we go. <laughs> Welcome back 12, to Run the Gauntlet, guys. My name is Chris Law. <laughs> <editing> that out. <laughs> yeah, alongside me, as always, my partner in crime. So like that, and we're back. <laughs> We're, right. we're six and a half minutes in, and we've already said, and we're back twice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, they, they really need the money from the commercials. They can't afford anything else. But, uh, play match. <laughs> but actually, um, we just wanted to. Uh, I just want to step step in for a minute, introduce the show, because I got to go AFK for a few minutes. I got to finish tracking down shit for my deck tonight. This is gonna be brutal. So brutal, because I got an right. I got an hour to track down literally. 40 cards. Literally 40 cards, and probably about 15 of those right, are at why least Why don't you see if you can tag in cards. size more? Well, you you see that. if you can tag in size more. I'm going to go find cards. Go ask size more if he has any cards and then tag him in. Yeah, that's how you do it. Brandon. Brandon size more. Hi, Honky. Brandon size more. Podcast, let's go. I got more. This downtime is brought to you by Hurry the Fuck Up. <laughs> brought to you by Hurry the Fuck Up and Shut the Fuck Up, bitch. All right. So we got some stuff to talk about. Um, 
I'm gonna see if I can do this from over here. Fucking mouse, whatever. Anyway, uh, pull up some deck lists. We haven't been around for a while, but all right. This well, I saw this list. You just kill them. If you don't kill them, you die. All right, you're looking at it right now, and you don't see it yet, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. This that. list caught my attention because I looked at Patrick. <laughs> per I looked at Patrick Parciani and I said, "It's all over, man." It's all over. And Patrick looked at me and said, what are you talking about? I'm like, Jund. He's like, okay, just top 25 in Legacy. It's all over. No, you should say that until you can actually get somebody who actually knows what they're talking about to talk about it. If you just play Bloodbraid, they'll flip something and they scoop. No, you're not Josh Serrano. <laughs> no, I was actually, I was, I was talking shit to Serrano the other day on the phone. And I was like, Serrano, now that Jund's back in the format, how are you going to win without Bloodbraid Elf? <laughs> One of my favorite oh. stories. Chris Wallace tells it really well. <laughs> the the Josh Serrano I couldn't win story. Like, I, I couldn't win, and there it was. Man, blast in the Bloodbraid Elf into Blightning you. Yay! Actually, actually, there's a new version of that story. There is. And then I drew bonfire. Man, then I drew <laughs> like I couldn't win. Then I miracled a bonfire. <laughs> it's not as good. It's not as good. Right, anyway, know. or entreat. You can also substitute entreat there. <laughs> Every time somebody says entreat the angels, I have to give Kinder an evil look. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Kinder? That sounds about right. All right, so anyway, Legacy John, the list was played by Brandon Large. And this is not Brandon Large, even though my name is Brandon and I am Large. Well, what's messed up is... You see, I'm sorry. You right, see so Dark Confidant. It's like... Obviously. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully you don't flip Eternal Witness or Bubba I'll take three or four to the face. Right, that's okay. That, that's... Ah. You're not going to take anything more. I mean, you got Liliana. I mean, the deck. Just like in modern, you've got just Blood Raid Elf that's going to give you more than three damage. Yeah. You have just Liliana to give you three damage. I mean, the deck is ones and twos and lands. So Blood Raid Elf is. Our Dark Confidant's actually fine. The list looks very modern like, actually, if you look at it. He's got four Blood Raid Elf, four Dark Confidant, four Deathrite Shaman. How good is that guy been? He's actually. I, I think he. I think he does really good. I opened one at the pre-release. I'm like, hey, Mike, how much is Deathrite Shaman? He's like, I'll give you three bucks. Oh my god. <laughs> um, a lot better than he was. Chris Kennedy. Chris Law. I was watching Browers playing Grant, and he just thought scoured right. Yeah. Mills Grant for two. The second card he. Um, Grant's playing Jun. Second card he mills is Bonfire, and the card that. Uh, Brower draws his terminus. EOT. <laughs> Untap Castaneo. <laughs> cool story, bro. Awesome. All right. God, I love Miracle. <laughs> I do not. I hate it. Miracle cost me a, my first Avison Restored draft in the United States, the World Cup. Fuck Miracle. All right, so anyway, he's got one Eternal Witness. And now we start getting, he's like, oh, whoa, whoa, how is this legacy? That's all modern cards. Yeah. One scavenging news. There's your legacy. Which I didn't realize That's was some more a legacy legal card. Legacy legal card, Commander. I, mean, I didn't know they did we're, that. We're talking yeah. about a guy that called me up and goes, hey, Chris. Like, yeah, he's like, fish seem kind of good, right? Yeah. Too bad Ethervile's banned in modern. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Nine. This is the fifth time I've told you. He's got this look on his face like, what do you mean it's not banned? I've told you five times. It's too good. It's, it'd be in the format. It is not banned. Ethervile was not banned in modern. And look at the look. He said the same thing. <laughs> is that really? It is 100% legal in modern. You just play fish. You pack 16 lords and win. 
Anyway, for Parmagoy, I'm kind of surprised he's playing four. It doesn't seem like it's that good of a card. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got he's got one Sylvan Library, three Abrupt Decay. We were I was actually talking to John Winters about this earlier. Of all the cards in Magic's history that can't be countered, we think Abrupt Decay may be the best. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And we're even throwing in the split se- the split second spells because they technically can't be countered unless like you flip like a morph guy and fucking yeah. does that. So anyway, I mean we think abrupt decay is really good, especially in formats like modern and legacy where you know Everything's the curve less. is really low. Uh, legacy, that card is like in, yes. modern, <laughs> in modern, you want to kill in legacy. Yeah. <laughs> we were discussing this in modern. The really the only thing you want to kill that you can't is Bloodbraid Elf. Yeah. And in Legacy, the only things you can't kill are Bloodbraid Elf, Jace, and Elspeth. Like, it hits everything. For two mana, can't be countered, instant speed. You know how many players I saw cry after a Bloodbraid Elf flipped this at the Pro Tour? He goes, Bloodbraid Elf, abrupt decay, kill your guy, get you. And the guy just goes, my life. (laughs) He's got four lightning bolts, three Liliana the Veil. Spicy, spicy, spicy. Yes, yes. Three, him to Torok. I was talking to Laws about this earlier. How sick would it be to just, like, turn one Deathrite Shaman, turn two Goyf, turn three Bloodbraid Elf off of the Deathrite Shaman, him you, swing with the Goyf and the Bloodbraid Elf. That, that would make me cry almost. Actually, that probably would make me cry. <laughs> I think about it. He's got three Inquisition of Kozilek, a Mouster Pulse, and two Thoughtseize. Now, here's another thing that people don't realize about playing Jund and Legacy is the mana base gets so much better. He's yeah. got two Badlands. He's got two Bayous. He's got four Bloodstained Mire. That's like four thousand dollars worth of lands. Like, I, honestly, I don't want to see how much this deck would cost. I don't. You know, the Bayous go fifty his so sideboard is just... Down, we probably will see the price. What, what's Tega? No, I don't Tega. What's, what's the Tega land? Tega is uh, red-green. Oh. I believe. I don't cube enough. Yes, red-green. That's like that's like $500 with uh, land. Just He's got a stronghold. That seems kind of dirty. You put Blood Braid back on the top again. Yeah. It's like my Blood Braid off. I think I'll draw it next turn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll draw it next turn and then him you. So, <laughs> this is the first time this de- I checked. This is the first time this deck's popped up, winning like doing well at a premier event. Is John here to stay, or was this a one-hit thing? Like, are people going to play this deck? Well, if you run the modern red, Bernie screwed. I don't know. I mean, like, I played John in modern with my burn deck, and I mean, it's just like honestly the. The legacy burn deck is a whole lot better, but it's the, still the basic idea. These guys can get out of the range of your burn spells pretty easily. Yeah. And even if I do have a bolt for your blood braid elf, you still got a free card. Um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be one of those decks that everybody's going to run. I don't know about I think, everybody. It I, is don't, I don't think the exact and, list. And is everybody be ran. knows that legacy is the format where you can play whatever you want, and as long as you build it correctly and play it correctly, it can win. Well, I'm see, I'm saying the deck style is probably what people are going to play. People but, love I mean, John. The cards are definitely going to be. Don't get me wrong. People love John. They love it. And it's a very grindy deck. It will get you there if you play solid magic. But I don't know if it's going to catch on in Legacy. It, I mean, it might. It's going to be one of those decks that, uh... And then once it starts doing better and better as it progresses on, it's going to be 
Slap well, <laughs> the tournament was won by Rug Delver. What else is new? It, it still gets there, man. Yeah, Rug Delver's where I've seen it played. The so. best common wizards is ever printed. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. Lightning bolt. <laughs> uh, lightning bolt. Him to Turok was printed as a common. Yeah, uh, that, that's where I would bounce it because I, mean, I like lightning bolt a lot. Him to Turok. Uh, uh, let's let's you, let's you always pay two bucks for a lava spike. Best common wizards is printed since the power creep. Yes. Yeah, they, they got Delvers and everything. You look at the popularity of that card. It's like it's literally a staple in a lot of decks. Best common that wizards made better than they thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say that yes, most definite. All right. It also finished second. Rug Delvers everywhere. Uh, Caleb Durward. He's always there in Legacy. He's always. He's there. always there. Play blue white control. Bant Maverick. What's what's Bant Maverick? Me either. I don't know what the hell that is. I thought people just called it Maverick. Am I missing something? Night. Okay. Night of the Reliquary, Noble Hierarch, Masali Pride Made, Scavenging Ooze, Brainstorm Days. Ah, okay, I there get we it. Go. I see what it is. He wants to brainstorm day. Alright, so we, it's a tempo deck. Yeah. Where Maverick is normally like an aggro-ish controller, like a not like an aggro-ish temp, like you know? It's like right there at yeah, I think he's like, going more towards the control aspect. I think he is. He's got, yeah, yeah he's got he's three Jason Mind Sculptor, yeah, three Vendillion Quick. It's a tempo deck. Yeah. Four greens on Zenith. I'm going to play I'm gonna play quick, aggressive guys, and if you try to stop me or get ahead of me, I'm going to counter your stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, he can fight the decks that don't play fair. He's got Force of Will. He's got Daze. If you try to, like, show and tell or do something really stupid, he can stop you. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty much the whole point of this deck. All right. So, where normal Maverick is just green-white... He actually has 49% of his deck are blue spells. So, can you actually call this Maverick? I mean, it doesn't have Stoneforge Mystic. Well, that's why it's called see, see, Stoneforge see, honestly, Mystic. when I think of Maverick Bant, I honestly think of Rock's Warm-Up. It's not yeah, there. I mean, in Legacy, you really don't want Rock's Warm-Up. Pancake Flipper's not much of a Legacy card. Oh, we've got a 4 5. Besides, I hate that guy. <laughs> you couldn't burn him, and he had Lifelink. Yes. Yeah, he, he gets kind of annoying, especially yeah. in draft. All right, so is there anything else interesting on here before we move on to the standard tournament? Reanimator, Esper Stoneblade, where's Edgar Flores when you need him? White Control, <laughs> Bug Delver, it's a Pox. Yeah, oh, White Weenie, I wanted to look at this one. White Weenie. Doesn't look much Oh, Ethervire, Battle Skull. Intervile, Batter Skull, Sword of Fire and Ice, Phyrexian Revoker, Flicker Wisp. Here's what it, this is what I really thought was interesting. I saw Glow Rider as a one of in the deck. I'm like, why doesn't he just play Thalia? He does. Yeah. He plays five Thalias. Now I understand. He's What's got, uh, Megora of the Condor? Uh, the it's a Time Spiral card. You tap it and you exile it and target permanent. Or is it creature? Is it permanent or creature? Permanent. Permanent. So you exile. It's like a better fiend hunter. You tap him, and him and target permanent go away forever. What's the Rashad? Rashad in port. Tap it to tap target land. Okay, and three cock. Uh, Caracas. You not familiar with Caracas? No, I'm not. Uh, Return largest. Oh, I like that. Oh. Yeah. So I keep hanging you down. Like, oh. yeah, I mean, so if you can imagine if you got. He basically he just plays really good. White dudes. Imagine he if plays you got Thalia, white dudes. If you got Thalia and the one of Glow Rider in play, why don't you just play? I mean, the Glow Rider is Thalia. It's a non-first striking 
Thalia. Yeah. About Just three. Not three legendary. Three. He's got Mother of Runes, obviously. Every white weenie deck is going to play Mother of Runes. He's got Sarah Avenger, Stoneforge Mystic. He's got one Jitte. He's got four Stoneforge Mystics to go fetch up a Jitte, a Batter Skull, and a Sword of Fire and Ice. I can't say no because I mean it, he's probably getting he's probably thinking about the blue matchup where you have to deal with force wheels and shit. Yeah, I mean Yes, I know I'm the split guy on this fucking show, okay? Uh, no, we all are. Yeah. Except for I'm looking I still I still have to tell the Patrick Parciotti story later today. That's that's oh, gonna God. get us tagged explicit no? if anything is <laughs> I haven't actually told it, dumbass. Awesome. Zoo Rugdell versus Stoneblade Charbelcher Deathrite Giant. All right, that's it for Charbelcher. Actually, somebody yeah, Belcher. People play Belcher all the time. There's at least one Belcher deck in every. And every every time every time there's a Legacy tournament, look at the top 32. There will be at least one Belcher deck. So like people build Belchers for fun because they know they're not going to win anything. Just uh, no, I mean if you pilot Belcher correctly and you get on a run, you can actually top 16, top eight. I don't think it's ever won lately. Uh, it hasn't really uh, won. Has Belcher won one lately? I don't think it's won one. Right, well, here's the deck that everybody's talking about. The American Midrange deck by Ryan Forsberg. That Is that Miracles? Well, why don't you just wait if you're not familiar with the list? I'm sorry. He's got four Resto Angel, four Snapcaster Mage, three Thunderbolt Hellkite, two Detention Sphere, three Azorius Charm, two Dissipate, two Essence Scatter, one Filling of Dread. How do you guys feel about Filling of Dread? I think it's good. I mean, it's... Just randomly tapping something. I mean, this is a mid-range deck. This isn't a control deck. At some point, well, you're just going to want to either slow them down or get your guys through. That's what he's probably. I mean, that's what it's. it's that's what it's in there to do. I bet she has more fill of drinks in the south. People at the Pro Tour was it Alexander Hain that was playing this in his Miracle deck, and everybody's like. You played Filling of Dread in Constructed? Well, here it is in Standard, not Block. Here it is in Standard. Well, uh, flashes uh, back, taps two dudes down, it just slows them down. That's what you I want. I mean, you go one in a white, tap two guys. One in a blue, tap two guys. And then all of a sudden, even if they have four guys, you just, you know, cryptic commanded them. Well, well, by, well by the time... I mean, that, that's done his job. He's already going to be having Thundermile, Kite, and Restos on Exactly. The so, I mean... And then he's got... Three Searing Spear, three Sink of Fate, and an Unsummon. He's playing four Geist of Saint Trapped. Okay, there's your reason. Four. <laughs> Tap stuff yeah. down. Windstorm. Four Geist of Saint Trapped. Four copies of a legendary creature. Why not three? Is he expecting it to die? Is he running it into bad blocks so he can just drop another one and get the four damage in? Probably. That, that's what that? I would do. If I would, you had, I'm crazy enough If to do you it. had a Geist in play and you had a Geist stranded in your hand, would you run it into a 2-2? Yes. Just to get the four damage in and get the other one out of your hand? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's... All right. that's, so that's, is, that, that's, is that worth taking up a slot in your deck? Considering what else is in the deck, I think so. Okay. <laughs> well, he's got two Bonfire of the Damned and two Pillar of Flame. I think there's your reason. Yeah. I think it's just a stall tactic. The, the mana base is just four ofs. <laughs> <laughs> just, just he's all, got the four ofs. Ofs. all the four. Four retreat, four fortress, four hollowed fountain, four steam vents, four sulfur falls, and a steam vi- or and a slayer stone. Oh. Just all the four ofs. Yes. If it produces red, white, or blue mana, he's got four of them. Got yeah. him in And then when Gilbert comes out, the deck's just going to go stupider. Yeah. Right. American Patrol is always stupid. Gate crash. <laughs> I've heard you call it all kinds of things. We're just going to go with jailbreak. Yeah, we're going to go with jailbreak. 
jailbreak. Just like Patrick calls plain chase planetary chaos, we just go for it. we just go with it. Remember yeah. I call Malokus Malikos all the time? That was a good old day. <laughs> oh, I'm still a fan of Meliku. Meliku. I did that. Man. Big fan of Meliku. I can't talk Japanese. I'm American. I'm from Texas. Isn't that what uh, Ruel called him too? Meliku. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that isn't that what Olivier yes. and Antoine Ruel called them? Well, he's yes. French. He's French, so he doesn't know he's better. All right, bank control for the French second and third. Green-white humans has been seeing a huge rise. People are like, I don't need Luxon and Smiters and Centaur healers. Give me Champion of the Paris with a Rancor strapped to it. I'm yes. fine, thanks. Yes. Yes. Like, did you guys know that uh, Rancor is half a ticket on Moto? Really? Yes. Nice. Wow. Like I picked up Ponders. I was building Infect for Popper. I picked up Ponders for eight cent. I paid. I paid two cent. tickets for a playset of Rancor. I'm like, are you kidding me? Wow. Well, those are the cheap Rancors. I, I found them cheap. Um, MTGO Traders is actually selling them for sixty five cents. Huh. I found a random bot that was selling them for for half a ticket. Like, it's a common in some sets. Yeah. I'm curious about this reanimator. Deck. All right, so we don't see reanimator a lot in standard, so we'll take a look at this list. It's got three Angel of Serenity. Obviously, what else do we want to be bringing back? That guy is gross. Three Arbor Elf, two Avacyn's Pilgrim, two Borderland Ranger, two Crater Hoof Behemoth, yeah. because when I'm playing that many mana dorks, why not? Yep. Three Resto Angel, four Thrag Tusk. This is the first list I've seen so far that goes, you know what? I want a play set of five threes. Yes. Four Grizzly Salvage. Wow. Why the... Dude, this is a really... It's it puts really creatures solid. in your graveyard. Yeah. And also... But what I'm missing is, where's the other guy? The... Uh, the Gerard's Orders or whatever? What's the guy that says, search for two creatures, put one in your hand and one in the bin? Oh. That guy seems really good. Well, I'm gonna he's got go put, too. I'm going to go put a Resto Angel in my hand, and I'm going to put an Angel Serenity in the graveyard. Yeah, that's Deal with fair. it. But he's not playing it. But he's got Molten. He's too. got four Lingering Souls, four Morts, and four Umbelial Rites. Like, I get the fact that Molten Grizzly Salvage are really good, but why wouldn't you tap out to just go, okay, Thrag Tusk or Resto Angel's in my hand, Angel Serenity or Crater of Behemoth is in the bin. Deal with it. Yes. Yes. But, I mean, what am I arguing with? This guy got what? Fifth? So we lost in top eight. So, I mean, he, he, probably, he probably knows what he's doing. Fairly standard mana base. Two township. That seems a little loose. That does. I mean, Arbor, three Arbor Elf, four Avacyn's Pilgrim, two Borderland Ranger. Everything else is four or five drops. Like, I don't know. I guess you can win by just, you know, going, here's a Resto Angel, and now every turn he gets bigger. Yeah. I guess. But he also got Vault of the Archangel in there, too. Does he? Yeah, go down one. Okay, he's got one Vault of the Archangel, which can gain... Oh my god, what a swing. I know. If you can just go Resto Angel, counter, counter, swing, Vault of the Archangel, gain five. Yeah, then it gets stupider from there. It gets dumb. Well, he has Lingering Souls. Lingering Souls is a great slowdown. Oh yeah, I missed Lingering Souls. All right, so Lingering Souls, Gravity Township, Vault of the Archangel. There's Mulch there, too. Mulch is good. Mulch is kind of good. Let's see, how much... Is it Gerard's Orders? Yeah. Yeah, yes, yes, right, it is. Go. I think it's a, is it a three drop or a four drop? It is a four drop for two green black at sorcery speed. 
You can search your library for up to two creature cards and reveal them. Put one of them into your hand and the other into your graveyard, then shuffle your library. I think that was So for four mana, instead of Grizzly Salvage on two, you just, you know, you kind of stall. Uh, I'd rather run I, I, I like that Don't better than Mulch. If you go turn one guy, turn one mana door, turn two, you know, then on turn three, you draw to orders and you're set. You've got something in your hand to cast next turn. You've got something to reanimate in your bin. You're done. You just okay, entombed. The one, the one you just thing, entombed and put a resto angel in your hand. The most interesting thing I've noticed in this deck is there's no far seeks. There are no far seeks. I noticed that as well. We got so much shuffle this, this isn't necessarily a ramp deck. I think the reason he's playing the mana dorts is so his crater hoof behemoth is a threat. He can ramp into his thrive tusk and his resto angels if he needs them. And also, he, also, they're I think blockers. the reason he's not they're running, not they're not top blockers. I've also noticed the reason he's not running orders because mulch and salvage give you an option to put a land in your hand. They do. Yeah. They give you that land option. Mulch for one. I like I like one or two Gerard's orders. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. If you can ramp into it on turn three, all of a sudden you've got a Thrag Tusk in your hand for turn four. You've got an Angel of Serenity in the bin. And you just look at him like, come and at you're me. you're set. Come at me, bro. Exactly. Yeah. <coughs> Man, 29 minutes. We know that's getting edited. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know how much time we've wasted? I'm not editing. <laughs> resist the urge to say that's what she said. I, I just like that reanimator day. For some, it's just it's just like I had the feeling I wanted to see that. <laughs> Grixis control, which is funny because Another I was reanimator. I was watching um, above the curve today on Star City Premium. If you guys don't have Star City Premium, get it now. It's going up. <laughs> it's going up to fifty dollars a year. Uh, it's thirty dollars a year right now. It's shooting up by twenty. If, but they did a great thing because I was pissed when I read this, but you keep reading down, and it turns out that if you click auto-renew, if you're a subscriber by December 1st and you click auto-renew, your card will continue to renew for $30 a year until it expires. Awesome. So, if you guys want premium, go get it by December 1st with the auto-renew option, and it will not bill you 50 It will be $30 a year as long as you want it. I got you. I'm, but I'm if it ever game. expires, you will pay $50 a year. Yeah, I'm definitely getting mine. Yeah. And not to mention, Above the Curve is God, fantastic. I will be back momentarily. I was able to track down all the cards I need. So, running the gauntlet listeners, I'll be back momentarily to actually have something not bad to talk about. And we will be taking a live <laughs> poll right now to figure out which two of these jackasses we're going to fire. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you mean me. I'm good looking. I got a feeling it's going to be tied 0 0 for Persiani. <laughs> All right, Persiani, you're fired. No burping at my podcast. <laughs> anyway, all right, so I was watching Above the Curve. Fantastic show. You guys watched uh, ESPN? Yes. You seen Pardon the Interruption? Yes. So it's like, it's, the, it's like that. They've got the little thing at the, uh, on the side that tells you what topic's coming up. It's got a timer that counts down to when that topic's going to switch. It's Brad Nelson, Jerry Thompson, and Glenn Jones sitting around a round table talking magic. It's a great show. If you guys have premium, go watch the first two episodes. If you don't have premium, go get premium. Watch the first two episodes. That's pretty cool. I tell you, I watched it because a friend of mine, so I know what you're talking about. It's a very good show. Really good. All right, somebody needs to either move or vacate because I need a place to put my playmat so I can sleep. 
like this. Go like this. It's not too hard. Get your hands. Can you hear me? Yes, this is going to get a little bit louder because the microphone just came louder or just came closer to me and I'm really fucking loud and I'm not going to quiet down. So anyway, the reason I brought up Above the Curve is they were talking about the relevance of Grixis in the current standard metagame and Brad and Jerry agreed that it wasn't quite there yet. Whoa, pause. Pause for a second. You see, this is actually the one segment that I wanted to talk about. Grixis Um, control? Or just Grixis. Well, it'll get better once the other set comes out because now you can use Iliana go fetch Actually, you already no. can. You just don't get the good dual lands. Yeah, good dual lands. You when, get a blood well, well, here's the here's the water Here's the thing with the deck. Like minus playing. Hold on, let like, me check your levels. Continue. Minus yeah, getting. Good. Are we good? Okay. Yes. All right. Minus have having to play drown catacomb over um, over watery grave. Like the deck is fine. It's real solid because. Um, my my buddy and I built a built the a Grixis mid range list for his girlfriend, and that list is very very solid. Like it's playing. I think the list is like one one Liliana Dark Realms, one Liliana of the Veil, three Jace, two Tamio, three Desecration Demon. So it's kind of Legion of Doomish. I mean, it's kind of like, like uh, it's Grixis three, control deck. It's sort of it's, like Grixis Walkers. Well, like, well, three well, Desecration Demons, three, three Olivia. Right, okay, here we Olivia. Olivia is really good. Yeah, yeah like, you, you play, you, the, the deck you play plays like a one-off. You play Watery Day, Blood Crypt. Like, the deck plays like a one-off Gristlebrand, um, plays uh, Dreadbores, Cyclonic Rift. Like, the deck is really solid, and it's a decent mid-range list, and I'm surprised no one's playing it. Yeah. And to be quite honest, once somebody puts Desecration Demon in a Tier 1 list, he's going to shoot up. He is no harder He is no harder or easier to deal with than any of the other quote-unquote good dudes in the format, but nobody thinks he's good. And, it, and that's I think that's flawed thinking. I, I, mean, I just don't like it. I mean, everybody's capable of flawed thinking. And I can say this because he's never had to listen to the show, but Brad Shepard, were, were you, you remember that conversation me and Brad had after I pummeled him in top eight a couple it's weeks too, ago? It, it, it's a clash of different did, things in the match. Yeah, yeah. I, I was playing Red Deck Wins, and I completely ran him over game one. He curved out he, all two dudes, and it's like yeah. Brad was complaining. I ran like, him over game one. He got me game two. It was very close. I ran him over game three, and he goes, you're just a, you didn't deserve to win that match. You just got lucky because you curved out. No, I mean, say what you want about, you know, curving out, you know, whatever, but if a deck does what it's designed to do... Then it's not luck. I play play eight one drops, I play eight two drops, I play a three drop, and I play a four drop. I'm supposed to curve out. And also, it's a clash of thinking of two different sides. But at least I'm open to his thinking. At the end, I did the nice thing. Like, people accuse me of being a dick, but I'm a very nice guy when it comes to magic because I don't want karma to fuck me. So, like, after I got done demolishing him, I shook his hand. I said, good game. And he got all pissy. He's like, what do you mean, good game? Do you do you see? Did you not see what I was seeing? Like, are you not? Like, we well, see well, magic well, completely well, different. Well, I was just being nice. I mean, control versus aggro. Aggro goes, I'm going to beat you before see, you can be able to control. The, control the, problem with aggro in this, the problem with aggro in this format, though, Hold on, is... you can't be here yet. I don't have a good Wells <laughs> joke. So go away, and I'll signal you whatever. Um, you the problem... When I think of something to say about Wells, you can come back. Right now, the biggest problem with aggro in this format is that aggro decks can't win until they deal that last point of damage. But control decks can beat you by no, they I'm, can beat you without dealing any damage to you whatsoever. And the game is the game is gone. I have and lost really many a game with my control opponent at one. Yes, many a and game. Like, and that's that's the problem. That's the problem with aggro decks in the format right now is that 
It's just, I'll be right back. The Chinese is kicking in. The, the Confederate side, when the Chinese comes out, you ordered way too much, you can put it right the fuck back in. Chinese is good, especially little ones. To be honest, I don't see how people can make the argument that this is an aggro format when control, decks, un- when control decks can play eight or more I don't, bats. I don't, how can it be an aggro format I when what, I can wipe the board eight times on you? I think it's an undiscovered format. I think we're slowly starting to figure it out. We're starting to figure out that blue-white decks are just... See, the reason the reason aggro was good but slowly on the decline is people were overplaying the Ravnica duels. If you want to deal yourself six, eight damage, I will be very happy to deal you the other 15+. plus. Well, the, well, another thing is... Um, people, like When Modern first started, people were like, oh, fetch, crack fetch, get dual untapped, play this, go. and You know, like, you know how many times I saw... John go turn one verdict catacombs crack it blood crypt thought sees you and I would go mountain suspend rift bolt mountain lava spike lightning bolt <laughs> and well, then like they're dead <laughs> they're like dead. I said well, like I said the biggest like now that now that the format is yeah. kind of being figured out and the control players know how to mitigate build the mana bases you know not only build because mana bases look, but also how to mitigate damage from the aggro decks like it's really it's really not even it's really not even anywhere close to an aggro format anymore. Go look at the. This is decks. a very control. This is a very controly mid rangey format right now. Yeah, but seriously, go look at the deck list. The most from important the, from the daily events right after modern became a thing, like right at the very infancy of modern. Go look at the daily events deck list and see how the mana base has changed from then to Pro Tour Return to Ravnica. Like the jungle list, we're going four verdict catacombs. Four Misty Rainforest, four Blood Crypt, four Overgrown Tomb, and then now it's starting to look like four Overgrown or four Verdict Catacombs, two Misty Rainforest, we're not, two but we're Blood not talk, Crypt. I, I, just talk about, like, I just want to talk about standard. I don't really, I don't really care but about. But it's, it's going right to be now. the same thing. That's what I'm saying. People are going, oh God, I've got these great Ravnica duels, blah, 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 blah. But now you're starting to see them shrink down to, you know. Two hollowed fountains. But you can four play, glacial fortress. But the, like problem is, but the problem is the reason the lands are good is not because they good players who know how to play the lands are playing them in the correct order. Not like, only they're playing them in the correct order, they're playing them in the right way. Like like if I have fortress, if I have if if I have fountain island in my hand, if I have fountain island in my hand, I'm not gonna play my island first. If you, like, I'm just gonna play fountain what, tap and say go. What? What if your hand is Island, Fountain, Glacial Fortress? I play the Fountain Tap first. What if you need to play something on one? Which obviously I don't play anything on one. But what if you did have to? What if you're playing Delver? And you've got to play a Delver on one. Your mana ba- your hand is Island, but that's, but that's Glacial Fortress, Hollowed Fountain. But that's different. That's completely different. So what, you have to you have to play the. The fountain untapped, or do you just lead on island? That way you can play the fortress. Oh, you said island, not yeah. plains. Yeah, so you, you can just play the island into the Delver. Then if no, you no, need, yeah, yeah, you just you go you go then island if you need Delver. The land, you play fortress. If you don't need the land, you go fountain tapped. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's and that's fine. Um, it's just most people, most they people, just slam. Like even in the top eight deck list, we saw people slamming four copies of every dual land into their deck. Yeah. You're going to take a ton of damage that way. And if you take that if much you damage... If you don't play it properly. You can say all day... But you're putting yourself in situations where you have look to... Look at 4CC. Okay. Look at 4CC or Frights. But occasionally they play 12 you have lands. to. Occasionally we, only have, we, have only have, to. we only have five shock lands in the format. We do. And they're playing 
three of them. Yeah. Sometimes four. But the but the point is is they're not they're not having the problems with paying a lot of life for their lands because the players playing them are good enough to play them correctly. Yeah. But there's going to be the people that don't. They're going to see these decklists and they're going to go Blood Crypt untapped. You know. That's because they're bad, and right. I like playing against those they're, players. You're going to go turn one four Sabbath and Spillroom, and your opponent's going to go Blood Crypt untapped pillar. And then I'm like, yes! Two damage out of the way, no something that you to happen. No, exactly. Like, you just... My pilgrim just shocked you but for no reason. But that's why we're telling this story. If you guys are out there playing like that, think about the order you play your lands. Think about the number of your lands. Your mana base is the most important thing. Yes, like people by far. talk about your curve and the numbers in the deck. Say we want. I want. It's not I just the number of lands in your deck. It's also. I listened to Mike Flores talk on um, talk on Minna Magic one night. Okay. It was it was a while back, and he. After listening to this episode, I started looking at magic in a whole new way. And I've honestly, just this one little bit, bit of advice has improved my game tenfold. The fact that mana is a lot like time. Mana is the most important resource you have. Yes. I would much rather have ten lands on the board and no hand than ten cards in my hand and no land on the board. Yes. Much rather have that. And the point is, the people that the people that succeed, just like people that succeed in life, the people that succeed in magic are the people that make the most out of their mana. They do the best things for the least amount of I think mana. My mana base is like the for, thing that changes. Like here's the a most. perfect here's a perfect example, right? Perfect example. Etched monstrosity. Cost what? Seven, right? Yes. Cost seven. Let's see. Um, sort of feast and famine, and Jace the Mind Sculptor. Okay, I'll find it. Um, anyway, sort of feast and famine, and Jace the Mind Sculptor also cost seven mana. Which do you think is the better investment? Honestly, I mean, I, I know that's right. No, I, I know that's. I know that that's a very, very drastic, very easy comparison. But that's that's the simplest way to explain it. Like you have to make the most out of your mana. You have to do the best things you can with the amount of mana you have. Um, maximizing your mana. Yeah, ma maximizing what you do with yes. your mana. That's that's the issue. And once you can learn to do that, you'll see you'll see your game improve instantly. Get the most out of it. It's even better to do with limited. Like I, I really I really hate to do this and call you out, Brandon. But I've seen you play cards that cost way too much. To do things that are not not as good as cards that are equal value to the cards you're playing, and don't do things that are as good. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm I'm just I'm trying to t to tell you to help you out. Yeah, no, you know, you're yeah, trying to help, help me out. out. And, and you're trying to help example. them out. Exactly, and and that's you like may I said, be good this. I mean, if you're listening to this, you know. I mean, if you if you're listening to this. Maybe this will help. We hope it helps. One thing I would suggest, read, ne read Pat Chapin's Next Level Magic. Read Next Level Magic, and I haven't finished it yet, but uh, the new no, Flores program. Don't take, it, don't take it as the Magic Bible. It's not Do not take good. it as the Magic Bible. It is a good read. Take what you need from it. Yeah, you know improve I mean? your game, but don't... I'm not saying I'm not saying that I think Pat Chapin is a bad player. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I think Pat Chapin is a hack or that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Pat Chapin. Well, 
the point is, is that Pat Chapin is not God. He is not. He is. He is not John Finkel. He is not. He is no John Finkel. Very good. But basically, we're going to put this as short, sweet, to the point. He is. He is not Jesus, but he's more of the Leonardo da Vinci of magic. He's no John Finkel. No, John Finkel's the Leonardo da Vinci of magic. He's no John Finkel. But he's he's quite good at thinking and breaking down his thought process. All right. Well, actually, I think I have an idea here. We are going to. Um, I think we can pick this back up a little later if we have time. But I think what I want to do is—I mean, the only uh, thing I think we have—I think I want to take a short—I think I want to take a short break, um, and then come back and start talking about some decks. Yeah, because the only thing I had left to talk about was the, the Persiani story and, and, and our new segment. Going, our new segment where we are. Our new segment. It is titled "What Do You Take." It's and where it's where we open a ran, It's where yeah, we open a draft not, pack, and we're going to do the entire draft. No, we'll. No, we're going to do the entire draft. What? Yes. Oh God, how do you have that up? I have a draft simulator up. Oh, the CCG Dex one. No, this is a different one. It's really good because you can actually pick not only how many packs you open, but you can make each pack from a different set. Like oh, if well. you wanted to open Cold Snap, you can open Cold Snap Morrowind Beta. Well, this is this is this is by far the the but weirdest they, thing we've ever done. But we're going what to we're do an entire RTR draft. No, what we're going to do first is we did we did start. We'll do three picks. We'll do three picks. I'm what do, do you, the whole draft? No, what do you take? We do three picks out of the out of the first three packs, or out of three three packs. The first three picks out of the three packs. Okay, is that is that fair? Okay, so we'll break down the first three picks, but I'm actually, in order to get to that, I have to do the entire draft. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll, so we'll, do, we'll break to, down the first three picks, and then you'll pick the rest. And we'll pack. tell you what I'm picking, but we won't literally discuss it. Yeah. Like, I've got the timer set to four, four million seconds, <laughs> so there is no way we can't, you know, talk at length, like... The computer will not auto pick for us until four million seconds have passed. Um, but what I'm, we're uh, we're going to take a quick break, um, get, a, get a breath of fresh air, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about some decks, and then um, run along with the show. Yeah, story circle, and you know, what would you take? <laughs> All right. Well, we will be right back, guys. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. We're so about three, four seconds for them. Yeah, something like that. So. Um, like I said uh, before, we decided to uh, to go on break. We're gonna um, talk about some deck lists. Talk about the talk about the standard format in general uh, right now, and then you know we're gonna get on to you know some you know tech stuff. Like the format is is like, it still called Will Story Circle? If I tell the story and Will's not here, we we still we still have to pay tribute to the man. That man tells stories like he does, <clears throat> like nobody would believe. He is the John Finkel of storytelling. All right, so so the first thing, the first deck I want to talk what about. Part of $25 worth of Chinese food. Fine. <laughs> oh my god. But, but Pat's fat. So. No, no, no. Somebody, I, can't remember, I can't remember who it is. Somebody's, I can't remember. God, I wish I remembered who it was. But they said that that's the best way to win magic tournaments is laxative cupcakes. Or have boobs. Oh my. Or have boobs. But that's a different Will Story circle. <laughs> and it involves Chris Kennedy, no doubt. <laughs> Actually, I was referring to the story from uh, episode 14 with the, the red-headed chick at the Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go back to episode 14 if you missed that story. You'll get it. Yeah. Um, so, so, the first, so the first deck I want to talk about, um, and it's definitely the elephant in the room, and that's blue-white X variants. And Sometimes just blue-white. Yeah, most of the time. the X. Well, I mean, the reason I say blue-white X is because, like, uh, the shell is essentially the same. 
Key Runes, Jace's, Terminus, Supreme Verdict, Tamiyo, um, you know, Azorius, Detention Sphere, Charm, but then like the rest of the deck is really kind of up for debate. Like, splash Red, Splash Black, like, Splash Green. Like you, you splash, you splash Red. The the blue white the control decks are splashing red for like Niv Mezid and Bonfire Mizium Mortars. Yes. Um, the black decks are splashing for Soren and Vault. Um, Lingering Soul or being able to flashback Lingering Souls. Um, green is, is splashing, or they're splashing green for Farseek and Sagarda and Thragtus. But I mean, it, essentially, the, Honestly, the shell I think is the same. the elephant in the room. No. Everybody knows he's fucking big enough to be the elephant in the room. But I mean, or should we just call it the? Should we? Should we call it the elephant in the room, or from now on, should we just call it the Thrag Tusk in the room? <laughs> Let's do that. Episode title: <laughs> The Thrag Tusk in the Room. The Thrag Tusk in the Room. <laughs> yes, um, but essentially, like, okay, you know what? That brings up an interesting, uh, interesting side point here. I was having a debate with some people on the the Magic League chat room. Ah, oh, those people, um, very, few. very smart people. But and they they were trying to tell me that. Actually, that's not. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. Some of them actually do know what they're talking about. Some of the some of them do know what they're talking about. But Don't but the general Paulo Vitor Damodarosa used to test the Magic League trials. Yeah, but the, but the thing is, is like they were the general consensus, you know, among that that play group in that metagame is that Thrag Tusk is breaking the format, and I disagree. Like the aggro decks, if they had to ban one card. It would not be Thragtus. It would be Thragtus. No. If they, had, if they had to. No. If somebody walked into Watsi and says, I'm blowing this place up if you don't ban one card in standard, it's going to be Thragtus. No, it's not going to be Thragtus. You know why? Well. Thragtus Thrag balances the control matchup. Thragtus balances the, well, well, the controly right. mid-range. Well, I'm saying well, from a broken standpoint, from, from an overplayed standpoint. I've seen people oh, right now. has nothing to do with it. I see they people right now. Jace get banned. Not because of the fact that people wanted it banned. Because he what literally was the broke reason, standard. What was the reason they gave for banning Jace? It was showing up in... It was a shitty reason. That's the reason... No, that's the reason that they gave... That's the reason that they gave everybody else just to make everybody else happy. But that's the, the reason, reason they gave. That's the reason they gave, but that's not the reason they banned it. They the didn't they, want to ban Jace. They, people, did. they had to ban Jace because the people wouldn't shut up until they did. No, actually it was the, actually it was the other... Was at an all-time low... It was actually the other way around because they they were going know. to ban they were going to ban Stoneforge. Yes. The reason the Stoneforge reason they banned the, the reason they banned Jace was because people wanted it banned. But another reason that and is that's this episode two all over again. Yes, yes, it is. But I mean, but the well, same, also, the, same the, the same thing can be said about about Thragtus. Thragtus does not really need to be banned. It's exactly. not. It is. It does have a lot of impact on the format. It shows there up are in a high number of the top eight deck lists or the top sixty. Decklists. It's there. Granted, the but it's, it's not there. breaking the format. Oh, no, can I make not. a suggestion? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, the reason why you talk about it's Jace and Stoneforge Mystic. Yeah. Because literally half the field was playing that deck. And half every, the field are playing Thragtus. And, and, and every match but was... But half the field's not playing the uh, same deck. And, 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 and half the field was basically mirror match, mirror match, mirror match. So should we ban islands? Should we yes, ban islands? Yes, <laughs> I've been saying that for years. Should we ban islands? And Thragtus and Thragtus are in just as many decks as islands are. If you agree with me, every tweet you put out from here on out has the hashtag ban islands. If you disagree with me, hashtag ban and mountains. <laughs> I think Thractus wouldn't be half as bad if they go, well, if the creature was bounced or removed from play, you wouldn't get a 3-3 No, it's the fact that it doesn't say when Thractus dies. It yeah. says when Thractus leaves 
the battlefield. But you see, the thing is, and then he changed that wording. That one, no, that one wording change, that one change in the text makes that card broken. No. It's like putting bounce on Battlestar. No, no, but here's the no. You put it over the top. It took no, it from if you change card to a what? If you change that wording to where it when it dies, you make a three three. That card becomes almost unplayable. It takes my annihilation in the board from a three F to a four of, maybe even a six of. The, the point is, it makes that it makes that card nigh unplayable. Yeah. Are people still playing? No. Yes. And this is like really meant for my heart. Yes. Yes, Ginger. Podcasts are best watched whenever you have a game plan and you can almost agree on things instead of spending most of your time arguing. But that, but that's fuck you. More of almost British comedy instead of. All right. First of all, why do you people listen to us? First of all, you're Ginger, so you're out of. In the words of Eric Hartman, he is the three G's, gay ginger Jew. <laughs> yes. The three G's. I, I will say, I will say Jersey ginger Nick Jew, Fields, we appreciate like your opinion. Ginger. We will take it into consideration. But shut up. No. <laughs> I love you. I look at my hair. Nick, Sorry. My Nick you know, better. You know we're, you know we're friends. Why would we ever rethink our strategy? No, no, the whole reason I fell off was because we just couldn't get yeah. together to record. I can't remember the Chewy, and Chewy's like, no. That, I'm like, what? Chewie's <laughs> like, you guys have been on for what, 13 what? episodes? You uh, have these numbers. No, the thing is, though, people will still play Threat Test because they're playing games 5 Life. And, and you don't have a path in the format. you got an O-Ringan or, or that other blue-white enchantment. really good. It's Obstinate Bayloth that gains you an extra life and has an extra power. Yeah. And if it dies, it gives you a 3-3. Like, even if it doesn't, like... So 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 if they reprint it and said if it would, I would die, say, I, I think it would be a little more even. The only thing, the I only thing that changes, fair. the only thing that changes the wording is annihilating fire and restoration angel. Everything else it plays exactly the same. Yes. So why does that change it from playable to non-playable? Well, no, no, because the problem is like if I O-ring it, it doesn't die. If I detention spirit, it doesn't okay. die. If I terminus it, it doesn't die. Okay, but the, see now you're making the card too good. What do you mean? You're making it unanswerable. I, like, no, it's I have, not unanswerable. I have a searing spirit in my hand. Do you think you've I, already gained the five life? A five and three I can't dude, kill it. A five three dude that leaves a dude behind. Do you really think that's too broken in a format where the control decks, where control decks can play eight wraths? Eight. Since when have control decks ever been able to play eight? I did with Wrath of God and Damnation. Wrath <laughs> of God Damnation with Black Black Control. Very, no, very seldom have you been able to play more than four or five essentially Wrath spells in the same deck. Well, yes, you need to play eight mana on the five mana dude. No, but you have you you have you have Cyclonic Rift, which is being played. Mizium Mortis. Devastation Tide's not being played. And also, you got no way to tap. You don't have a, a Keystone to tap to go tap him down. Uh, with all, all the Tamios in play. With all the Tamios in the play. That's a card. People are playing it though. Money has never stopped competitive people from playing the cards they want to play. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, is like <clears throat> with with a four, like you have Mizium Mortis, you have Cyclonic Rift, you have Terminus, you have. Except for the bloodline, you have supreme verdict. There are so many wrath spells in the format. The fact that he leaves a three-three dude behind is what makes him playable. In this format, if you say he makes a three-three when he dies, he's not good enough anymore. He's not good enough at the five drop slot. Well, what does that say about the power creep? I, I, I don't know. I'll be right back, guys. Hello. 
was Robbie Coates. <laughs> and we're back. Sorry about that. I, did, I actually got a phone call from my brother about a very, very lucrative job opportunity. So that's uh, that's that's why the, I just suddenly cut off. If he doesn't die, he makes a lot of money. Yes, yes. Uh, he actually um, was trying to get me on working with him uh, climbing and building cell phone yeah, If you die, you're doing it wrong. If you do it right, you make a lot of money. Oh, my God. I, w- I would bore you with the with the oh. you know scientific and physics yeah, details, Chris, but this argument, Chris Wallace, Chris Wallace agrees with me, Chris Candy about fractals. This right here. Is I would get the we were right button, but I kind of broke it the last time we did an episode. Yeah, Wallace right. is just Wallace <laughs> is just saying Wallace is just saying that because he doesn't like Thragtusk. That that Thrag Tusk becomes or, not or nearly as playable if it says dies. Like a ton, right? But it's still playable. You said it wasn't playable. I never said it wasn't. Yes, you I did. never said it wasn't playable. I said All right, it was almost. Rewind another I few said, minutes. Oh my god! You said you won't play it because it won't be as good. People won't play it because it won't be nearly as good. One core cool one. You still have one core cool engine, engine is better than Thrag Tusk. But but Control Decks weren't playing eight goddamn wrath spells. It doesn't matter. It does. It does. If you can, if control decks can't play eight wrath spells, then this is an aggro format, and the control decks can't. I like aggro formats. Does anybody else like aggro? Please format? tell me. Like we'll take really. a poll. We'll take <laughs> although, a poll. Although you know what, I do tend to hate on aggro quite a bit. Well, we'll put a we'll put a poll up. We'll let, we'll let you decide. I'll go do it because Chris Lodge isn't going to do shit. <laughs> How many lost episodes are sitting on your laptop? Two, because the other ones are gone. I don't know what happened to them. How many episodes have we done since episode 14? How many episodes like are there between episode 14 and 15? Like five of them. But anyway... Like, I actually have another one. Fine, you're not fair. I'm going to stop defending myself because you're just going to run it into the ground. No, I, I'm actually saying I have a lost episode as well. All right, so... It's so we, not we relevant talk- anymore, so I'm not putting it up. So we've, we've talked a little bit about blue-white. The, the main aggro decks in the format um, that you're going to need to watch out for, if you don't already know, red deck wins. is not red deck wins. It's winning Modo. Uh, that's Modo. Uh, Modo is relevant. The only... Red deck wins. I'm going to stop arguing with you because, like, essentially every argument you come down to is bad point, bad point, bad point. Alright, I'm going to prove your Red points deck, are bad. Alright, Brad Nelson actually tested Red Deck wins on premium because of the success it's been having on Moto. And uh, what did Brad say about it? Um, it's fast. It's a, it's a relevant deck. You can't... Right, by telling them not to worry about Red Deck wins, you are basically diluting their playtesting because people will play Red Deck wins. Brad what? Nelson showed us it's winning. You, all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is, don't forget the deck. Don't forget the deck exists. I don't even need to look. Don't forget the deck exists, but it's just like red deck from any other okay, format. No. You know how to answer it. You play centaur healer. You play don't answer it. That's what I'm saying. Don't don't forget it's out there and don't be dumb. That's all I'm so saying. Undervalued. Yeah, that card is really undervalued. I agree with you. Um, it's not very good at swinging, but another it's really good at smashing. Another deck that has two different variants that you need to watch out for, both of them are equally deadly, and that's Jund. Yes. The Jund, the, the, the big... The aggressive the zombie very, list. Playing a lot less troll, Gravecrawler, Diagraph Ghoul, Ranker, you know, all that. That deck is mid-rangey, Olivia. Olivia and Thragtusk and... Um, uh, Huntmaster of the Fells. Huntmaster, Desecration Demon. Like the, the mid-rangey you know, yeah. deck is actually probably scarier. Yes, it is, it is, because... I like some of them better. When, when a John Aggro deck can... Master, 
John Agro Rakdos returning for three isn't nearly as sick as no, it's a John fight. Midrange Rakdos. Lightning, right? There's a four. Is John is, Midrange Rakdos lightning? So how much mana do you have to put in the X to make it lightning? Five. Lightning made you discard two yeah, cards. Yeah, right? three. Well, six to lightning plus discard a card. Mm. And not cascade. It did not. Lightning didn't <laughs> cascade, but. Oh yeah, Blinding Lightning was hit off of Cascade quite a bit. That's why I always seem to think of Cascades. <laughs> it's not spell Cascade into Blinding. <laughs> um, so that those are those are two variants to watch out for. They are they are both both very deadly. Speak up, Simmons. Um, I can't hear you. <laughs> no, we don't have any appetites. Sorry, man. Um, not anymore. I ate a lot of Chinese food. I, I had kind of an appetite. Uh, you definitely need to watch out for Green White Aggro. Yes. People seem to forget that deck humans, is, exists. Humans, and then there's also the Centaur Heavy version. Uh, Centaur Healer with Call of Conclave, the, the more top-heavy list playing Sagarda uh, and Smiter. Playing Armada Worm and Sagarda. With Resto Angel. Yes, like those lists are out there. Don't don't die to them. They exist. Like, um, people seem surprised to see a champion of the parish strapped to a Raincore getting in there. I wasn't. No, no, not at all. Um, another deck to watch out for. I don't know. Uh, actually, you know what? We'll save this for the Ray last deck. Bringing back Angel soon. He's pretty Frights. Frights. Nobody in our particular our shop metagame is playing it, is it right out now. There. It is out there and it is everywhere. We're talking about Gristlebrand with Thrag Tusk with uh, Centaur Healer, Angel of Serenity. Well, that is pairing. Crater Hoof Behemoth. That is pairing. So we will be back in a second. All, All right. both the. The next downtime that both of us have enough time, we will be yes, back. Yes, we will be back, and we will, we will have, um, we'll, we'll get back to frights. Yes. All right, and we shall be back momentarily for you guys anyway. All right, and we are back. Um, so we were talking about We were discussing, John. were we talking about John? We were onwards, no? We should know this. We just hit pause like a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, well... Whatever we were on. I don't um, know. It's been like 40 minutes. Something like that. Um, so, um, I think we're going to move on. Uh, we talked about, we mentioned Green White. We mentioned the John Van. Uh-huh. Uh, I think the next deck to talk about that nobody up here at our shop has, uh, another deck nobody's sleeved up, but is not dead by far, and that's Delver. I mean, there are, I hear mixed reviews about Delver. I actually haven't seen it. I don't think it's doing much in competitive events, but I do think people are going to continue to try to play it. Um, I, it's the Delver, the quote-unquote Delver decks are playing like Delver does, but without Delver. So Delverless Delver. Essentially, yeah. Like okay. those are those but are. That was the thing. Yeah, like if you go to Magic League and look at some of their standard decks, you'll see a few different Delverless Delver, you know, okay. lists. And you can uh, basically blue white tempo without Delver because Delver doesn't flip as consistently as it used to. Yeah, essentially. So blue um, white, blue white tempo. They're calling it Delver because it plays like Delver, but it's essentially a blue white tempo deck. I mean, I personally, we're talking like like Azorius Charm and Dramatic Rescue, uh, Geist of Saint Traff, Invisible Stalker. Invisible Stalker. Uh, I personally think that um, the American like the Sky Knight. The American Delver lists that are actually playing Delver, I think that's that's a, a pretty solid list. Wow. I do. We are still in round one, and draft one is about to fire. 
That yeah. may be the fastest FNM draft of the history of FNM. They haven't even called time in round <laughs> one, and they've already called for the drafters to pay. Um, but, anywho, um, I definitely think uh, American Delver is something worth looking into if uh, tempo seems to be your thing. and That's what you like. American Delver is definitely something to look into. Um, uh, no, I know what we were talking about. We were talking about frights. Frights. French rights. I don't know where the F came from, but it's it's unburial rights deck. It's French, right? Because the French developed this isn't it French rights. I just like I, I guess so. Rights. I, I didn't, I didn't look it up. If you guys know, let us know. Fair enough. Um, but the deck's playing like most. I, I'm just going to give you like the general consensus on the list. Like there are tweaks here and there, but generally speaking, it's. Um, four Centaur Healer, four Thrag Tusk, four Angel of Serenity, two, two Gristle Brand, two, uh, no, four Lingering Souls, two Crater Hoof Behemoth, and like Grizzly Salvage, Faithless Looting, Mulch. Um, obviously, the we were talking about this while you were gone. Why not like a one or two of Gerard's order? I don't know. I mean, you put a Thrag Tusk in your hand. You put an Angel of Serenity in the bin. You're ready to go. I mean, I personally think that deck is absolutely insane. You I don't know why nobody up here sleeps about it up. on Facebook quite a bit because you always seem to run into it round one. Yes, I play. I, I've played one Magic League tournament where I did Aaron not play Collins. round one. How you doing, Mr. Collins? Where you have about wearing his Jump in. We're talking about frights. Frights. <laughs> the reanimator deck. Well, I know what the hell it is. No, no, the reanimator deck is not called Frights. It's called Reanimator. It's yeah, whatever. Four CC. <laughs> <laughs> is yes, of course. Um, what do you th- what do you think about the recent list taking Crater of Behemoth with Lingering Souls? But the reanimator deck that's been doing well at Star City is not Frights. It's just straight up reanimator. And it's reanimating Crater Hoof Behemoth and, and Angel yeah, Serenity. Yeah. And Gisela. So yeah, some, of the, some of the lists are playing Gisela. Yeah, but the main reason that it's bringing in Crater Hoof Behemoth is not only does it have four Lingering Souls, but it has five Mana Dorks. No, it has seven Mana Dorks. Seven? I thought it was five. It's got four Avacyn's Pilgrims and three... Three Arbor Elves. And then no, it's not Arbor Elf. That's the only group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah the three only... Arbor Elf and four Avacyn's Pilgrims. And then there's, um, like, a lot of the lists are playing Centaur Healers, too. Yeah, yeah, it was actually in the board of the list we so, covered. So there, so there are enough... So there are enough... Enough of the lists um, playing Crater of Behemoth are playing enough dudes where all they have to do is... Resolve a behemoth, and right. they're getting like quick, quick plus question. They're overrunning it. Are least. we are we calling this episode the Thrag Tusk in the room or Magical Bro Love too? Because, <laughs> because we have Eric Collins sitting at the I'm table with us, and he is Magic getting a Persiana. He is getting <laughs> he is he is getting a Persiani Magical Bro Love massage again. And it produces Thrag Tusk. <laughs> there are so much so. love in the room I'm that Thrag Tusk are popping out of our ass. This, it, it's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> well, I wasn't gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wait, hold on. I will take things Eric says in front of its kids for a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I think they give a fuck. So, um, so here's one What's of the up, decks. Little here's the one of the decks what that I wanted to save to Don't last. Watch you got competition. <laughs> <laughs> one of the decks I wanted to save uh, to talk about last was uh, the Grixis mid range. Like a Grixis mid-range list, and right. a lot of we, people we started to discuss it, and you immediately put it off. 
There was a deck. There was a list in the top sixteen of the last open called Grix's Control. I saw that list, yeah. but it was but it was really it was really more of, of a mid rangey type list. Because but I don't think they're play, doing it right. Did like, they have Olivia in it? Yeah, it was playing I Olivia, think but it wasn't that plays a four drop attacker is mid range. It's not, not a, no. Olivia's not an attacker. She says shoot your team. That's um, what she says. Shoot your team. Then later when she gets big enough, I'm pretty sure she says turn me sideways. I'm pooch. Right. <laughs> um, Oh, isn't that what every girlfriend you've ever had says? Dang. Oh, oh the, okay, I'm sorry. That's only one. My bad. <laughs> he went there. <laughs> he went there. Um, so basically, I, I think that Grixis Midrange is, is a solid build. Um, playing Olivia, Desecration Demon, I haven't seen it yet. The Cameos and Jason. I don't, I don't the, think it's very good. Eric, did you watch Above the Curve episode 2? No. Because they were discussing this today in the episode that went up this morning. Well, I mean, I work all day. Well, the dead place. I have a job. By this morning, I mean it's <laughs> <up> at midnight. <laughs> like I said. <laughs> I was um, asleep. But honestly, I think the deck Watch is playing... Watch above the curve, then go to work, and then come play Magic. You don't need to sleep. <laughs> oh, God. Well, the, the thing is, is, like, the deck is playing so many under... What I feel are underrated cards, like Desecration Demon, um, Olivia, Nighthawk, um, like, Gristlebrand, not in a Reanimator deck. Like, the just, like, hard casting it? Yeah, the list me and Wallace put together just plays one. That's but, a lot of black mana just hard cast a crystal. Well the, well, the deck is already playing a lot of black mana, and it's playing like one uh, one of each lily. So, like, you can tutor up black sources. I don't know. I like that. Um, I really like that demon deck. That, um, the Desecration Demon? Black, black Green yeah. Demon deck? I thought that mm -hmm. shit was cool. Yeah, cool. I thought um, that was really good. But yeah, I think, I think Desecration Demon is very underrated. Yes. Very underrated. Like, once he shows up in a tier 1 list, I'm playing he's going to skyrocket. Yeah, he's super powerful. I mean, he's a 4-6-6. Six, six. Did they have to sack something? Like, he's he honestly... Like, him not to he locks, he's better he than Persecutor. Out of the yeah, game. I think he's better than Persecutor. And everybody's like, well, he's too easy to deal with. He can't attack he's not and he any can't easier. block. He's not too easy. Cool. He's not on a board. He's done his job, <laughs> and then he eventually gets to attack. He, he is not any harder or easier to deal with than any of the other big dudes in the format. If you have enough creatures to sack, to sack to him and kill me, then I'm not going to cast him. Right. I'm going to find another way to survive. I'm a clear I'm only, board. I'm only casting him if he's slowing you down or winning me the game. Exactly, which is the same the same reason you play Persecutor. Yeah, and he, you're not going to play Persecutor demon, if you can't win the game. It's just Demon does it better. Yes. I mean, that's just the, Persecutor the way it goes. still got to attack and block. Yeah. But you had to kill Persecutor <laughs> to win. Yes. This guy, you ain't got to kill him. Yeah. No, no, no. He just he does the job all on a Yeah, time. he just says, hello, deal with me or die. Attention! Yeah. <laughs> Attention! Daddy, Daddy is here. Um, so we've talked about Green White. We've talked about John. We've talked about Grixis. Uh, Grixis. We've talked about Frights and Blue White. The Which Blue different, White? Different variants. We talked about Blue White and then the American list, like the Esper list. Right. The did you talk about mid range Blue White? Well, we I did. think that's super strong. Um, we we touched on it a little yeah. bit, but I think I think the deck is like. Anybody, anybody who just thinks about it for a little bit can kind of figure that deck out. You know, you play Resto, Geist. Yeah, I mean, it's not a hard um, deck to play. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think about... Um, we also talked a little bit about Delver and how it's mysteriously yeah. missing from the format right now. I don't think it's mysteriously missing. I think people realize it's really hard to flip a Delver. It's not just... Well, you don't have Ponder anymore. Yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard to set up now. Yeah, Thragtus like, makes have to blind Delver. Flip Delver. Yeah, it, it just makes makes Delver way yeah, less impressive. Is just, 
way overpowered. Um, another deck, another deck I want to talk about is uh, Naya. And um, which is kind of like a blue white X list, only the white is, or the blue is red. I mean, honestly, like I cannot believe that more people aren't showing this deck love because, like, it's basically red, green, white, good cards. Take the take Resto the Angel, blue. Huntmaster, Thrag Tusk, um, like Avacyn's Pilgrim, playing um, Borderland Ranger, uh, Centaur Healer, Four Bonfire, Four Entreat. Like I said, like I mean, I, th I think the deck is super powerful. The deck is it's very, just, very strong. It's just they haven't. You just it's good haven't stuff, found the right, right mixture yet. It's good stuff, it. and who doesn't like a good stuff deck? Well, another another or you problem just is cram the best cards in the format into a deck and say stop me. I mean, other other than like, to be honest, the biggest problem with the deck is yes, you have a lot of dual lands to play in it, but having to far seek for a mountain to get a red source is very awkward. It's gonna so be a lot better. It's gonna be a lot better when we get Boros and we get Gruul yeah, and we like, get those like dual we get, lands. Like once we get stomping grounds. And, like, I'm sure the reason that my list isn't playing the Selesnya key rune is it's very underwhelming. It doesn't do enough. But, like, I'm imagining the Gruul key rune is going to do something. Yeah, it, it's it's going to do something better than than that. What the, do you guys think the Gruul key rune will do? I'm, I'm imagining, like, maybe a 3-2 trample or, like, a... Like a four-one trampler, something like that. I think four is a little too much power for red green. God, yes, it's way too much power. You're like um, jumping way. I think the the only, <laughs> the only key rune that we've all agreed on. I've talked to Vinny about it. I've talked to John Winters about it. We're fairly convinced that we can say with relative certainty that Wizards has at least considered the the mirror key rune to be a two-one unblockable. Oh God, yes. What do you think? What, oh do you God, think, yes. Not only is it a very real possibility, but I guarantee yeah. you they considered it. <laughs> yeah, they considered it. It's going to be unblockable. I think it's going to be a two one. I just want creeping top head back. A three two unblockable. Creeping top head back. I think it's going to be a two one. I'm calling it right now. This is a month and a half to two months before the spoiler season even starts. I'm calling it Demir Kirun, blue black. 2-1 unblockable. 2-1 unblockable. Okay. Um, I can see that. What do you What do you think? What about the Boros key rune? That one's going to be interesting. That shit's going to be like landfall. <laughs> landfall uh, activate. <laughs> nah, I think you might see it do something like um, lifelink. 2-2 two, two lifelink. Maybe. Because oh, first link is already on rack Well, here's something. It'll be lifelink. Here's something I just thought about. What about the Simic key rune? What the fuck could that possibly do? Uh, <laughs> uh, don't use me because I suck. <laughs> I have no idea to even where to begin thinking about what that would do. Could it be a defensive key rune? Could it be like an O3? Mm. Or an O4? That shit would be kind of hot, actually. Or like with Reach? With Reach, exactly. Yeah. With reach. <laughs> like an O3 or an O4 with Reach. That'd be kind of sexy. Yeah, that would be. Um, that might even be overpowered. You think so? O three, O three with reach. O three with reach. You think that's O three? O three is okay. You got to take some of it off, like yeah. Yeah, you got to take a little. I think O three. I think O three. Which, if you think about it, if you think about it, there's a one four defender for three. Yeah, but but it doesn't that that card also but it don't dies die to either. yeah and it dies for dies to removal it dies to instant speed removal anything will die to the instant speed removal yeah but so it does it dies to sorcery speed removal the key room won't the key room will not unless you're it's a defender you're gonna block with it yeah which means um, after you block with it it's then susceptible to sorcery speed removal 
but they have to let you block first, at least. Yeah. Um, but it will die to Pillar of Flame if they activate it and block. We don't really, like... Like, if it's, even if it's an 0-4, you swing with a 2-2, I activate, I block, after damage resolves, second main phase, you pillar it, it's gone. Well, to be fair, I think I think people are so over-talking pillar right now. Is not going to do much attacking. No. It's unless unless you activate it before you, you know, unbury your right to your crater. It might, at that point. Um, right. So let's... Uh, Let's move uh, move on. We're we're gonna go ahead and what start the segment. About? We were just talking we were about babbling. standard. We were babbling. We're talking about key rooms. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you normal know. stuff people talk about. Uh, you know, over a beer. Have, <laughs> I don't think we have time to do the draft se- segment right now. No, no, we're just we're gonna do. Um, I suck at draft. No, we're gonna do part. We're gonna do part one. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Essentially, what we're gonna do is we opened a pack. And we're going to start a draft simulator. And we're going, we're going to, to discuss, discuss the first three picks. Then we're just going to well, not out of not out of that pack. No, no. Yeah. We're going to we're going to discuss our pick out of that pack, and then second pick, third pick, and then pick through the rest of that pack. And then we're going to do the same as thing as possible. So we're going to do nine picks. We're going to discuss pack one, pick one, pack one, pick two, pack one, pick three. Then we're going to go as quickly as we can to the next pack. And, and then, then do the same two, thing. Pick one, oh, pack, right. Okay. And so, we're, we're going to try to do we, that on every episode. Right, I was doing this, just killing Tom, and I come across this pack, and I immediately froze and said, <laughs> we're going to do this pack because it's interesting. <laughs> the segment is called, What Do You Take? The right. pack is as follows. The rare is... Rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Your uncommons are Hellhole Flare, Fencing Ace... And Tavern Swindler. Tavern Swindler. Then your commons are... Transguild Promenade, Giant Growth, Keening Apparition. What the fuck is that red Tenement card? Crasher. Tenement Crasher. Azorius Gilgate. Sundering Growth. Sundering Growth. In Action Injunction. And then Judge Beetle. Tristani's Judgment. Dramatic Rescue Island. So, what do you take, <laughs> and why? I've had a while to think about this, so I'm going to jump in after Eric stumbles through his pick. <laughs> right? Well, is I mean, life? No. I would probably pick him. The I mean, so I'm he's immediately committing to two colors. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I definitely think out of this pack, I would if I don't take the Hellhole Flare, I'm taking either Sundering Growth or Inaction Injunction, or I might even take Justani's Judgment, depending, like, because at the, right? I mean, it is removal. I mean, dramatic yeah. dramatic rescue is also not a bad option, but like there's not there's not a definitive pick one in this pack, not really. Wallace, actually, yeah. What's what do you pick, think, Wallace? What do you pick out this of this pack? We pick this pack on purpose because it's not incredibly strong. What do you pick? I mean, that's that, that was one of my picks right. too. So. so I've had a while to think this through, and I've been staring at this screen for a while, watching the clock tick away <laughs> from. What is that? Six hundred and sixty-six or sixty-six thousand seconds? Go. Anyway, idiot. all right. I've looked at this for a while, and my pick, I would take the fencing ace, hoping to will either the giant growth or the drudge beetle. But you can't. But you, you can't, can't promise, guarantee that. But you can't promise. But this pack that. is so bad that I'm probably. I don't mind not playing my first pick. But the problem is, you also have to look at you, have, right. you also have to look at the kind of things that are very strong. In right. I'm not now. saying that the giant growth and the drudge beetle are going to table. They probably won't. The giant growth could come back. The drudge beetle is going to go. Yeah. Because but, this isn't a good pack. But do you want to take? Yeah. Do you want to take one of the right. not the the worst cards in the pack at a Fincy chance? This is at, really good. 
And you can pick up, this isn't the only giant growth we're going to see. If this one doesn't table, we can grab another one if we have prioritize it higher. Right. Like, well, if we know we want to pump our what's, what's What's lesson number one about limited? What is the first thing everybody who gets into limited is told? What are the three things? 2317. What, what <laughs> okay, what do you. And I was like, what? What are the most, what are the most important things in limited? Removal and bombs. Removal. In bombs. that order. Yeah. Yes. So there's a Tristani's judgment. No, removal, mm -hmm. evasion, bombs. Removal, evasion, bombs. That's number three. So there's so, no evasion. There's no evasion. So you so, so we so we so have removal first. So removal, we have we have three different removal spells. A six drop. We we have Tristani's judgment. We have an action injunction, which which is a decent pseudo tempo. removal. It's a tempo. It's a tempo. Tristani's judgment. But we also have sundering growth. I don't want to. I don't want to first pick the Tristani's judgment. It's a common. We'll see more. I mean, exactly. But also, like our rares, our rare and our rare is unplayable. Are, our un Outside of the fencing ace, like the hill figure is okay, but you're automatically committing to Rakdos. And you don't want to do that game. because you can't guarantee that you'll get any of the Here's good Rakdos cards. There's a possibility that I can just start taking pump spells and my fencing ace is going to be there. I lost a game to fencing ace giant growth, untapped fencing ace giant growth. Like, Ooh. that's a thing. Yeah. And I've got the perfect opportunity to set this up. If it doesn't pan out, I'm not afraid to waste my first pick. In a pack that's this bad. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, so what's the general consensus here? Are we going to take we'll fencing taking? ace or an action injunction? In action. All right. So you think we take the injunction? All right, but All right. We'll, we'll take a look at what comes around and we'll see what maybe we should have picked. All right. So we're going to take an action injunction. And we will be back with the and what second. What the hell pick. is that? What the? All right. This isn't going to work anymore because we just got a pack of ice age. The fuck is that? Why is it? I don't know. Maybe I left it paused too long, but that should be a pack of return around. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, we're going to have to restart this, I, think, I guess. <laughs> I think the pick here would be... What the fuck is this card? Uh, I'm going okay. to... We're going to go play some magic. We'll I'm going to take the arm jots ascent. <laughs> and we're back. So, we had actually had quite a bit of time in uh, put into the what would you pick segment. And the computer died. Which is fine because it it resumed, but we had left it paused so long that we got an Ice Age pack for pack three. Yes, so everything that we did in that draft is fucking useless. So what we're going to do is um, we're just going to chill out, tell a story or two, just, you know, chill I mean, here. Still the, there's still the Persiani story. Well, yeah, because like it's a it's a short story. Like but we're at we're at an, we're at about an hour and a half of content. We got to cut out like a half hour of it, so I, I'm supposed to. I'm not sure if I will. God damn it! That just makes it useless. <laughs> you'll know. You'll you'll know whether or not it was cut out because if you're at an hour forty hearing this, that it didn't get cut out. We're running the gauntlet. We're supposed to not cut things out. Whatever. <laughs> what would be the purpose of running the gauntlet if you cut? Then you're not running a gauntlet anymore. Oh, and by the way, then we are cheating a gauntlet. Feel free, random female magic player, by the name of Kelsey Hurley. Feel free to jump in at any time and tell him he's retarded. Hashtag Ben Ives. You're retarded. <laughs> Hashtag Ben Ives. Don't be afraid to speak up. They can't see you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. All right. So. Um, Speaking of running the gauntlet, one thing we have not done up to this point in any of our episodes is actually kind of build a standard gauntlet. And I've been working on it um, uh, for the last couple days, and I think I've 
I think I've got a pretty pretty solid testing gauntlet um, to go with, and I will post or Facebook Chris the the lists for it, and um, yeah, because I'll it's much easier to send it to me than to post it on the page. Yeah, and, and I'll um, I'll send him like my the, my gauntlet lists sure. for the decks that are in my gauntlet, and then we'll we'll post that on um, maybe in like a note or a document or something. That way you can see what lists we're testing with. Sure. Um, but essentially it comes, like, my gauntlet so far right now is um, Red Deck Wins, uh, Jund Aggro, the, you know, more top-heavy Jund Midrange list, uh, Bant Midrange, Green-White Aggro. Uh, I don't know which blue-white variant I'm going to do yet, like, if I just do straight blue-white or do something else. Um, Saw a lot of Esper here today. Yeah, so I, th I think I'm just going to, um, but I'm playing Esper, so we can just, you know, use That's, my list to, yeah. as, as that gauntlet deck. Um, but green-white aggro, uh, red-black aggro, and I, I don't know if it's a gauntlet deck yet. I mean, um, that deck is good. I know that deck is good, but I don't know if it's, like, quite a gauntlet deck list because people aren't, like, playing nobody it. really knows about you it. You don't need to be prepared for it. Um, you should definitely put... You should definitely put Frights and Delver in your in your gauntlet if uh, if you decide to build that. Because even though um, nobody's really playing those decks offline, like actual cardboard, that if you go to an open, they'll be there, and you'll get blown out by them if you don't know that they exist and don't know how to beat them. Also, uh, Delver is Just another deck Delver. that that might sneak up on you. Whatever. Whatever. I'm fucking tired and ready to go home, okay? You're the one that wanted to rap. I was fine with letting it in with pack <laughs> two, pick three. Um, but anyway, so let's uh, do one more quick rundown so you guys can get the entire list. Green-white aggro, Delver, Frights, red-black aggro, Jund mid-range, Jund aggro, red deck, Bant, uh, mid-range, blue-white control, and I said green white aggro, right? Wow, I'll, I'll stop listening at red. God, you're such a dickhead. You know that, right? Maybe. You know you're an asshole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, I mean, Chris is gonna get this posted as soon as as soon as he can get it edited, if he decides to edit it and not be lazy as shit. Why does it say five hours? I think that's five minutes. I think when we stopped it to save and then we hit record, the it started the second track. God damn! It started the second track. Scroll up. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, I hope. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, it started the second track. So it's I guess more, it's just, more work for me. Yeah. So now you actually have to edit it. Congratulations. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I think we're tag lost episode. <laughs> We're just going to hashtag everything. <laughs> so um, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up. If you guys got any um, suggestions for us, anything. I didn't story. Well, is Pat still here to tell a story? Patrick. Patrick. Come here. Oh. Yo. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> He's just looking, have, looking around like a lost puppy. You have to tell the story about oh. this afternoon when we got here. Into the microphone. They just called his name, and he was like, "Yo, yo." <laughs> the, the, the one the, you did it. You like, we went outside shit. and we told Mike that it was no, something that only Persiani would say out loud. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. You have to, you have to oh, tell her. the story. You have to tell the story, and you oh. have. 
Alright, so come over here and tell it. Because we don't have Will to tell us. And you have, to, week, you have so. to set us up, too. They don't know who you're talking about, so All you have right. to set this up. They got a girl that works here, and her boyfriend or fiance is an orc player. And she's talking about how. Dirty orc, he plays, plays orcs playing Warhammer 40k. And she's talking about how, you know, she is pretty dirty minded. And I said she's the type of girl that would go to his house, take him, throw him down, kill her. She wants him to orc green stuff. <laughs> I believe you said. I believe you said, and I quote, "Give me the orc juice. Give me the orc juice. Give me the orc juice." <laughs> Something only Persiati would say out loud in public. Uh, <laughs> he looked her right in the eye and said, "You look like you would take him home, throw him on the bed, and say, give me the orc juice." <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> See, I got no shame. So. <laughs> well, we same, know this. We know this. Well, I'm the same guy I told Erica a couple weeks ago. It's like I told her I had a wet dream about her. She said, really? I said, yeah, Hermie was fishing in the boat sink. <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually, That's terrible. He actually told his fiance that the zoo called and they want their walrus back. <laughs> what? What? Who? Who did you say this to? Oh, his fiance. Hermie was wrestling. Uh-uh. She was of me. I told, her, I told her to get off the zoo, called one of her back. She punched me in the gut. She's like, bad boy. She should have punched you in the mouth. <laughs> God, that is heartless. And as, as, Pat, as Patrick said that, Kelsey is just she entire just face palms her entire head. <laughs> is that called a head palm? Face palms her entire head and then puts it on the table. <laughs> she beats me back a lot. She's like, she does. You know, she beats the shit out of it. Well, just can't even seen it. But it's like, like for example, you know, I tell her I'm, I'm a good looking guy. She turns and tells me my mom lied to me. So it's oh like, god! And she's like, your mom lied to you about a whole bunch of things. You're looking for one of them. <laughs> Fair enough. This was Persiani's middle story circle. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, I can say she is an awesome lady. Yeah. She puts up with me. So. She does. I'm, I'm sure she is. Somebody that puts up with Patrick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that would be hilarious. Oh my god. Oh my god. I have another. I have another part of the story circle. Oh my god. So I play. Um, listeners of the show know that I I play test and play on uh, Lackey all the time. Well, um, I recently got. Uh, my fiance into playing on Lackey, and she's big on like what name she plays under or whatever. So I'd let her set the name. You know, it's cool. And she chose Bella. Well, mainly because like her name for everything is like Belba Cotton or whatever. So she went. She just went simple on Bella, whatever. So we've me and Wallace play on Lackey all the time. Yeah. We, we don't change the name because we don't care. <laughs> Wallace goes to join a game, right? And as soon as he gets in. This uh, the guy that he's playing against starts hitting on him, <laughs> and he's just sitting there watching it happen. And this guy's like, he's like, "H-sex location, come on, baby, just tell me, what are you doing over there? Why are you so shy? I won't bite." <laughs> Did you save the chat log? Because I'm. <laughs> I wish I had. I wish I had saved the chat log because that was. By far, one of the funniest things. I was watching Travis Roosh a couple weeks ago. He was playing Epic Experiment. And he was getting hit on. <laughs> but no, this guy was this guy was hitting on this guy was hitting on Wallace. She claimed hard to be a girl. Work. She she claimed to be a girl, probably a troll. But oh yeah. Oh, by the way, all the people just all, all the people all the people in the chat were like, "Come on, D Roosh, she wants the D." <laughs> awesome. Trolls need love too. They do. They do. They do. Yeah, because that's do. what you're for. 
If only, if only the woodpecker I cried. What, I thought that's what Don Darnell was for. That's what oh. I was gonna go with, but like, really, he's not even here. He's not <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs> Whatever. We're not talking about Robbie Coates. Damn it. <laughs> All right, um, Kelsey, do you have anything you would like to say? Anything you'd like to add? Introduce yourself. Probably not going to be not on really. much, but... She's breathed heavily into the microphone on the show before. <laughs> you fucking mouth breather. <laughs> um, so I think we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up. Um, so if you guys have any suggestions on um, you know, anything you want us to talk about... Any criticisms other than there's too much background noise because we hear that all the fucking time and <laughs> over it. Um, uh, any suggestions that we should add to our... Add to our um, gauntlet... There we go. Took me too if long to fucking say that. If you actually enjoyed Size More, let us know because Chris Laws doesn't. <laughs> I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I mean, Brandon, I know you're going to listen to this. He's a very Brandon, big fan. He's actually got our episodes on his iPod and he walks around listening to us. I know. Brandon Sizemore. He's going I to like you this. as a person. He's you're, a great You're guy. a really cool dude. You're a great guy. But please, stop pretending like you know what you're talking about when it comes to magic. <laughs> please, just listen to people and stop pretending you know more. You have, you could be a good magic player. Just let yourself get better without like, having to tell like, people all the time that you're great. Yeah, like, don't, uh, how do I put this? <laughs> So I just I wanna I wanna put that out there, Brandon. You know, I love you to death, just yeah. chill. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get better if you already think you're perfect. And stop hanging out with Proctor. That's bad. <laughs> that's, bad. That's, that's bad. That's real bad. <laughs> but um He's probably gonna listen to this too. Oh yeah, he's definitely gonna listen he's to it. But he's horrible. But he should know. We pick on everybody. We do. We pick on everybody. I've actually um, told Proctor to his face that the one time he beat me, I went to Taco Bell and sat in the corner alone <laughs> for an hour and just like, <laughs> like I finally got a text of somebody's like pairings are up and I was just kind of like walked back to the car shop. <laughs> like, I can't believe I just fucking lost Proctor. <laughs> um, so, um, final thoughts, comments, Chris Kennedy? Don't play Proctor. He might beat you and then you'll feel real bad. <laughs> I break a trash can. <laughs> I've seen that happen. <laughs> Kelsey. You know the next tie that's going to go up in this store <coughs> is if you break a trash can, you buy it. Well, and then I drew bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't win. And then I drew bonfire. <laughs> oh, by the way, that should definitely... Anytime anybody says anything about magic and has like a Josh Serrano type story, that should be the hashtag. Well, I mean, yeah. Hashtag and then I drew bonfire. <laughs> So the U.S. got knocked out of the World Cup. That was real dirty. That was real, real dirty. Like if you guys, Actually if you guys back. go back and watch the clip, there's this moment. Like if you watch it in slow mo, there's this moment where the card gets flipped over, and you Kibler, can, Kibler and um, LSV give each other this "I can't believe that just happened" look, and Aaron Forsythe just gives him this "I'm sorry, I printed that card, bro" look. <laughs> if, if you, if you have, if any of you out there have seen Boondock Saints. I can't believe that just fucking happened. Like, go back and watch the clip in slow-mo. Like, Kipler and LSB turn to each other, and they're just like... <laughs> and then Aaron Forsythe just gives them this look like, I, I'm sorry, guys. I shouldn't, like... And then Morrow's Morrow's hiding behind a table just with his hand over his face, giggling. <laughs> but, um... Did you guys see the latest episode of Walking the Plains? Uh-uh. I, I haven't seen it. It actually starts off with uh, Morrow and uh, Holt. 
in a broom closet type thing playing, <laughs> playing magic, no sleep special magic. <laughs> and one of the guys walks in and goes, all right, it's time for the next pro tour. We need a host. And they kind of look at each other like, is it going to be me? Is it going to be me? And the guy goes, all right, Holt, you're up. And Mario just goes, are you kidding me again? When's it going to be my turn to host a pro tour? Oh, um... And by the way, if Mark Rosewater ever listens to us... Reprint Terminal... Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. They already did that. Sadly, we can't play it in standard. <laughs> We're still getting Tarmogoyf. Yeah. Like, I didn't think it was ever going to happen. We're still going to get Tarmogoyf. But it's not going like, to drive the price down guys, at all. If you guys watch the Modern Masters announcement at the Pro Tour, like, <laughs> they're actually explaining that Tarmogoyf is a paradox. Well, follow us on this. Tarmogoyf is a reprint. I know Tarmogoyf is from the future. Right? Yeah. But it, he's... So this is actually the Tarmogoyf printing. He's a reprint, right? Yes. They're reprinting him from a... So when he was in Future Sight, he was... He was from the future. But now he's being reprinted because he's from the future. Yes. So this is actually the first print of Tarmogoyf. Like... I know, it makes no sense. They, they, go watch the video on YouTube. They had that tournament in Colorado. They announced it a lot away, better. Uh, oh, oh God. Bags. Oh, yes. Have you, have you heard about this? Yeah, okay, Star so, City is so Oregon, dime bags. So Washington and Colorado were, yeah. are the first two states yeah. to legalize marijuana for recreational yeah. use. Sean Mack posted on Facebook that everybody who enters the open in Denver gets a free dime bag. <laughs> So get four people in a hotel, and each of you get a dime bag, and smoke it up, and go play some magic. Actually, no. Don't even do it in the hotel room. You can actually do it right outside the convention center. Smoke a blunt, go play magic. Fantastic. I'm actually trying to figure out how to get to Vegas for the Modern Masters GP. God, why? <laughs> it's the why? only one. <laughs> like, you'll like the story. You're like, yeah, I played in that GP. It's fucking awesome. Why didn't you play? Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't afford a plane ticket to Vegas. <laughs> there will only be one Modern Masters GP ever. Unless they do like a Modern Masters 2, in which case, fuck Wizards. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, if I go to We've Vegas, said that a lot. We've said fuck Wizards a lot. We have. What was the episode? Uh, will likes the brown stuff, or we just oh, completely yeah. trash them. And those world policies were really bad. Like, they handled that situation. Yes. You know? Like, they kept saying, terribly. they keep saying, there's more... There's more. Just fucking tell us. Like, we're pissed. Just tell us. Nope. Nope. Not doing it. Um, but no, I mean, like, if you listen to me, I'm like, <coughs> like, they've handled this really bad. I miss Worlds, blah, 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 blah. The 16th player tournament's awful. I enjoyed watching it. It was great. Best Worlds ever. Like, in hindsight, and then I go on to say, I really miss the team competition. If they give us a new team competition, it will ease the blow. And yeah. they gave us a I mean, fantastic I honestly, team competition. I honestly, if Bonfire wasn't printed, that would have been the best team competition ever. <laughs> Like, I was watching the chat because they did text, live text coverage for that mm -hmm. match. They didn't put it on camera. And I'm sitting there and it's like, Kibler swings. Like, okay, passes a turn. Only one card can help him now. And then you're just sitting there going, refresh, 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 <laughs> refresh. About, I'm not even kidding. And a then minute, I drew Bonfire. <laughs> a minute and 15 seconds later, it felt like an hour. Oh, yeah. Post. Quotes. Bonfire off the top. Chinese Taipei wins. After like God. a minute and 15 seconds of going refresh, refresh, <laughs> refresh, like Kibler's like, he's got a lethal Olivia Valdarin sideways, waiting to untap and turn it sideways again. Yep. He's at four. And I just goes, and kill you. That's so lame. Like, 
I play I play Bonfire and but that I can honestly say that was that is one card that, was game that is just three, backbreaking. That was game three, match three of a must win match for the United States. I mean yeah, that card that card is just so backbreaking sometimes. Like most most of the time like if you draw it it it's insane. And because it was fire. I mean, even sometimes when I've casted it from my hand, it's just it's insanity. Like you have a board full of like two twos and shit, like or lingering souls tokens. I bonfire for like three or four. Hashtag shoot Jace or put Tamio. No, either either kill your team, shoot Tamio and put her dead. Shoot Jace, put her dead. Like it just it does so much. It does. Um, but anyway. Now we are for real wrapping it up. Are um, we? Yeah. I'm sure we can think of something else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because Kelsey's not talking, and I'm running out of shit to talk about, to be honest. That's not my job. <laughs> what the... F- We're supposed to be a team. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, and you can find us on Facebook, as well as MTGCast. Um, we're still looking for a hosting site uh, to be hosting our episodes now. Cause I think, uh, think Mediafire's back up. Oh, it's Mega Upload that was yeah. that was taken Mediafire's out. Mediafire's okay. good. We're, we can still roll. So you can find us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash run underscore the gauntlet. Or is it, or are we running run the, the gauntlet? Running the gauntlet. We don't remember. I will find out. <laughs> He's dicking it up. <laughs> I am, because I can't fucking remember. It's been like six months since we did an episode. We, uh, pack three, we took the incinerate, right? Yes. <laughs> like we, were, we were drafting triple return to Ravnica. Pack three, I think I just want to take the incinerate. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if I don't edit that out, they're going to get it. Or the dark ritual. <laughs> the dark ritual was kind of oh. loose. Fair enough. Well, I mean, we are playing Golgari Splash White, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like Golgari Splash White with the... <laughs> <laughs> we right. are run the... Facebook.com slash so, run the gauntlet. You can find us every week on Facebook.com slash run the gauntlet. You can also follow us on Twitter at run, run underscore, the underscore the gauntlet. Um, the we email should still be live. I haven't checked it in forever. Running the gauntlet at hotmail.com. R U N N I N no apostrophe. No apostrophe. I gotta get back in the swing of things. Running. R U N N I N the gauntlet. No apostrophe. No apostrophe. The gauntlet at hotmail.com. And you can find us every week on MTGCast and iTunes. Um, for, let's run the tally here Kelsey Hurley, Patrick Persiani, Brandon Sizemore, Eric Collins. Eric Collins. A little bit of Christopher Wallace. <laughs> like, maybe half a word from Marcus Collins. Something like that. And my partner in crime, Chris Kennedy. I'm your host, Chris Laws. And as always, keep playtesting, keep deck building, and keep